one of my goals in doing this mixtape is to expose you to new podcasts that you may not have heard before. And I've been tracking the Analyze Asia podcast just because I'm from Asia. And yeah, the, the guy who hosts it is a Singaporean venture capital list. And he had a really interesting guest on. It's one of the lesser known founders of Solana. And he gave the clearest explanation of Solana and the driving forces behind it that I've ever heard. So here's the clip. Question would be more towards what is the inspiration and what is it like in order to get into this blockchain project and started delivering value for people who want to develop on the blockchain itself? I mean, I think the, the original thesis with Solana was that this was the time in 2017, 2018, when CryptoKitties was crippling the Ethereum network. And that was tens of thousands of users in a very simple use case. And, and it was pushing gas fees to dozens of dollars uh, per transaction. And and it was making making finality an, an order of minutes, not not seconds. And I think the thesis for us was if this is a sign that blockchain does have use cases that consumers care about, and if there's one of these, there's probably going to be a thousand of these, then chances are that this underlying architecture is not just off by a 10x, it's off by a thousand x or 10,000 x or a hundred thousand x on performance if we see any more of these use cases play out and, and catch wildfire. And the reason that we that we believe that, well, to us, it was pretty obvious. I think this was like one of the first things that, that I, I really respected about Anatoly and that I felt was rare was someone who looks forward into the future and says, I've seen this story before. It, it came in different flavors. So for example, when I first started working at Best Buy, in my hometown, one gigabyte thumb drive was pretty, was like a really big deal. And it cost like a hundred dollars. And I remember all of my coworkers and my family saying, I'm not sure how I could fill up a one, a one gig thumb drive. <laughs> and now you have terabyte SD cards for cameras. And if you go on a vacation, you can fill it up pretty quickly. So in storage, in, in compute and in bandwidth, things double every couple years. And we find new applications to to make use of that storage and compute and all the time. It's it's just how computers work. It's how demand for, for computing applications works. And I think our bet was either blockchain is not going to be useful for anything or it's going to be really, really useful for a lot of things. And it's going to be it's going to need to be super, super performant. So the, the thought experiment with Solana was how would you architect a system such that the performance, so the, the, the speediness uh, of finality, the, the cost and the throughput, the amount of applications you can pack onto one uncharted network is limited only by, by the physics of the hardware and the network bandwidth. How would you maximize that, that throughput to a point where the, the biggest bottleneck is how long it takes for the, the speed of light to go around the planet to achieve consensus across computers that are distributed around the world. And the answer was, and this was this was Anatoly's insight, the answer was that you need to parallelize block production and you need a source of time before consensus, which didn't exist at that point in, in all of blockchain. And the reason you need a, a source of time is because the inspiration around the that parallelized block production model was basically TDMA, so time division multiple access in radio networks. The first time that people put up two radio towers that were broadcasting on the same frequency at the same time, there was a ton of noise. And the first thing they did was put clocks on, on both towers and alternate by time. 
And that way, within a given second, the more granularly these clocks are synchronized, the more you can transmit back and forth and take turns, which means the more towers you can fit into a certain amount of bandwidth. And, and this didn't exist in blockchain because there was no source of time in a network where uh, nobody trusts each other. So Anatoly's big insight was you can create that source of time if you loop a SHA-256 hash function over itself in a way that can only be done on a single core. It can't be parallelized. I think of it like an hourglass that's filling up with every of that of that recursive hash function. And that, that gives you a source of time that's synchronized across the network that then you can build the equivalent of TDMA on top of. So Anatoly reminded me of, of, of like Elon Musk when, when he asked the question, how much could the, the, the metal, like the, the raw materials possibly cost to build a rocket? And instead of where everyone else was going to Russia and buying used rockets, Elon asked the question, how much would it cost to just build one ourselves if, if we could make the manufacturing capabilities? And so I like that approach. I think that's like a, a really good one if you're if the main thing you're trying to do is is compete on something like cost, um, going down to physics is a really good idea. And yeah, that was that was the inspiration. And I think obviously Anatoly is the right person to do that because he's got decades of experience in distributed systems and and embedded systems, and he's built these wireless networks that that use these principles. So from that point, it was just a matter of getting enough of an engineering team in place to to actually build the thing. That's a pretty interesting inspiration in how you all think about it. It's just like when people today talk about 5G, you know, my text and my audio is loading very quickly. There's no change, but then oh, I just have to ask them, try downloading something from Netflix in one gigabyte. It should be pretty fast. And then new applications will show up. So fast forward to today, what is the vision and mission of Solana? Along the way, I think it hopefully is pretty obvious that the whole goal wasn't just to make faster crypto kitties. I think when we started to ask what the the killer use cases were going to be, because in 2017, 18, pe- people really constantly were almost making fun of us saying nobody's going to need this type of throughput. It could be decades before anything reaches that level of adoption. I think our our thesis to begin with was that this DeFi would be incredibly useful in a, in a high performance environment. And that things like an on-chain NASDAQ or Coinbase, so a fully on-chain central limit order book, could only exist with this type of performance. And those things exist today. So Serum is an on-chain central limit order book where every bid and ask and cancel is an on-chain transaction. So it's a censorship-resistant public exchange order book for, for any asset. That's pretty powerful, and it exists today. But I think if you take that vision forward... You can imagine that every asset can achieve price discovery on chain in that type of order book environment. Or if it's a low liquidity asset, you can have AMMs that share liquidity with that order book. That also exists today in DeFi on Solana. But I think the vision is that any asset that has a price, which is really everything, can achieve price discovery the fastest in the most efficient way on this global financial internet that has been built. And and that price discovery can propagate, you know, through the world at the speed of light. So if news in, in China should affect the, the, the price of silver, th- then people across the world will both learn about that news event and see uh, a difference in the global price of silver propagate at the same speed, which is the speed of light around the earth. And this is powerful because I think in textbooks, we try to behave as if there are 
global efficient capital markets for every asset. But many, many assets are far more liquid and, and their markets are far more efficient than others. And so I think part of the Solana vision is the idea that every market can become efficient to the limits of physics and that that's important and that you can build things on top of that. What do we think we're going to build on top of that? I mean, I think we're already starting to see that there's a, a free global uh, open market for creative work. So digital art, collectibles, and, and user-generated content all are starting to find markets where anyone in the world can be on the other side of valuing and buying and owning these creative works. And I, I think what's going to happen is there will be billions of artists that are creating every day and, and actually monetizing their work in the same way that Instagram turned a billion people into photographers for the first time with a global audience. Now people can can actually, you know, see and capture the value of their work, get likes for it. So that world looks, you know, pretty different in, in some ways. And, and in some ways, we're already seeing it happen. I think TikTok and having millions of young people that are, are natively spending you know most of their day on video and earning from it and having a, a global audience in the millions is a very different world than even five years ago. But I, yeah, I think the exciting thing here is that we kind of know the powerful building blocks that we've built and we have vision for how those will propagate through the world and become used every day, but we don't really know what products uh, will look like, what they're going to be called, or what the next version of social media is, something that those two words together didn't mean anything 20 years ago. And now, well, maybe I guess 30 years ago, but now it's 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 like as uh, commonplace as, as water or bread. I think what we're excited about is a world in 10 or 20 years where there are very commonplace products that make use of this this fabric, this financial internet that's been created that we can't really predict yet. I think what he's surprisingly honest about is that he really doesn't have much of a clue what is going to be built on top of Solana. But that's the kind of attitude that you need to have for, as a platform builder. You, It's a common meme that nobody has any idea and we can't wait to see what you build with us. But it's kind of true in that you have to build the platform before it's obvious. Because by the time you wait until it's obvious and then you go build the platform, someone else would have done it already. And it's a first come, first serve game. <laughs> 